Welcome to King of Glory Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this week's encouraging message. For more information, please visit kingofglorycc.com. I'd like for you to open up your Bible to Isaiah 6. Isaiah 6. Let's see how much more time it is. There's a glare. Okay. Um, I'm going to start at, at verse 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two he covered his face. With two he covered his feet and with two he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. So I said, Woe is me. I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphims flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with tongs from the altar and he touched my mouth with it. And he said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away. Your sin purged. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And then I said, Here I am. Send me. When we first moved up here in 2002, is that right? This, the summer of that, we were at a conference at, the, at um, Ridgecrest. I don't remember who was speaking. I was fully engaged. Um, I'm one of those individuals that likes to have my Bible, got my notes, I'm taken, and I'm just like in the moment. And um, all of a sudden, the Lord dropped in my spirit a word of knowledge. It, and I, it, I knew, um, and at first I just thought that was a random thought, but I've learned how to recognize now the gifts of the Lord. And I kind of pushed it away because it just I wasn't thinking about it. Nobody was saying anything about it. And I just kind of pushed it away and it came rushing back in. And here was the thought. Pay attention when my servant Billy Graham goes home. It'll be an end of a season and the beginning of a new era. And I just thought, what? <laughs> and it came back. And through the years, and I, you know, I didn't know. I didn't know if that meant, you know, 
it was going to happen. I mean, I had no idea. But through the years that it's come, um, you know, and I've pondered that, I've prayed that about it, and um, I want to be, you know, really careful not to add my two cents or let you know what I think that means. When I received the text Wednesday morning, early, literally, the presence of the Lord just kind of filled around me. And I heard, unless a grain of seed falls to the ground and dies. Now, we know that Jesus was the original grain of seed that fell to the ground and died. And I'll tell you, Billy Graham, though I've never met him personally, I know from what I've read and what I've seen, he would be the first to say, Jesus. Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And and I, um, I mean, I just couldn't. I mean, I, and, I, and then I began to think, Lord, I want to be found faithful. You know, I want to be found faithful. Only how, and you've heard me say this before. I mean, this has been a, a cry of my heart since I was 20. Lord, I want to be found faithful. And you know what? I want to live as for every breath he has, and I want to give it all to him. But when I pass, I want to be found faithful. And then I just, and then I just, I, I just, I, I just thought, wow, he's in the presence of the Lord. And then there was just, I could not stop crying. I, I, and it wasn't like a grief or sadness. It was, I, I think I was just undone. And I, I just, and I, and I had, you know, my list of all the different things I needed to do that day. And I just wanted to not miss whatever the moment the Lord was doing. And as I began to pray, I found myself in this chapter. And as I've been praying and reading about it, I just want to give you a couple of thoughts that I I think we can glean from this. Isaiah was writing this. You know, um, Billy Graham was just a man. Elijah was just a man. Moses was just a man. You know, a lot of times we can read about people in the Bible and we think of them as just like somehow they were like these super, they were just people endowed by the supernatural grace of God. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me, it dwells in you. We all have the same opportunity. Our life, my lane that God's given me to drive may not look like Billy Graham's lane, but my lane is an important lane for the kingdom of God, for the purposes, and your lane is important too. It does not matter. We've got to break off the comparison. Well, this doesn't matter because I'm not that. No, you just begin faithful with the little things and you allow the Lord to lead you where he wants you to go for the purposes of his gospel going forth. So in context of um, Isaiah, King Uzziah had died. He was a king. I, I Honestly, I haven't spent a lot of time studying about that because I just wanted to be in the moment of here and now. But a leader had died in that year. And Isaiah said, I saw the Lord seated on a throne. 
I believe we are coming to a place where our eyes are going to begin to see in fresh ways, fresh revelation, the Lord high and lifted up. We need to begin to ask him for eyes to see the Lord as he is. Not what we've heard about him. We want fresh revelation found in his Lord as he is. I want you to flip over real quick to Revelation 4. We can lose sight. I mean, our God is an awesome God. He is high and lifted up. He's the God most high, and he's the God draw nigh. And sometimes I think we can lose sight of the fact of who this one is seated on the throne. After these things, I looked and behold, a door standing open in heaven. The first voice I heard was like a trumpet saying, come up here and I will show you things that much take place after this. Now let me just pause and say, Isaiah was before Jesus came. Revelation was the apostle John who is declaring the revelation of Jesus that is to come. Now these two passages are parallel. Come up here and I will show you things which must take place. Immediately I was in the spirit and behold a throne set in heaven and one sat on the throne. He sat there like a jasper and seraphim stone in appearance and there was a rainbow around the throne an appearance like an emerald. And around the throne were 24 thrones and the thrones I saw were 24 elders sitting clothed in white robes and they had crowns of gold on their head. And from this throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. Sounds like heaven's going to be a loud place. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And behold, the throne, there was a sea of glass like crystal. And in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in front and back. The first living creature looked like a, a lion, the second like a calf, the third creature had a face like a man, and the fourth like a flying eagle. And these four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes within, and they, rest, they did not rest day or night, saying, holy, holy, holy. Guys, just pause and think about this for eternity. Holy, holy, holy. We can never begin to grasp the awesomeness and the wonder and the majesty and the glory of our God, that these creatures from time and eternity are continuing to claim, wow, holy, seeing different places in it. Lord, I want my eyes to see fresh revelation. I don't want to be just um, satisfied with what I've read about him or what I've known in the past. I want to see him fresh and anew. We can never begin to understand the greatness and the power of our God who is and who was and who is to come. And whenever the living creatures gave glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and they worship him who lives forever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, oh Lord, you are worthy to receive glory and honor 
and power. For you created all things, and by your will, they exist and were created. So Isaiah experiences the throne room before the Lamb had gone to the cross. And when he had that revelation, what happened to him? Y'all can talk about He was undone. I want to be so moved by God that I am undone. I moved out of my comfortable day in and day out. I want to understand eternity is in my heart and in the hearts of man. And I want to live for a purpose, for his glory, that, that Jesus would receive the reward of his suffering. He was undone and he cried out and he said, I'm undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. And sometimes when we are in the presence of the Lord, sometimes it's his just a gentle, hey, you need to look at this. And sometimes we're like, oh. but he loves us. And then, and then the beautiful thing is the one, the seraphims came and touched him and touched his lips and said, your iniquity is taken away. Your sin is purged. And we at any moment, at any time, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I had to repent just in the past 24 hours. Oh God, forgive me for getting angry. Oh God, forgive me for fear. Oh God, yet as we confess, he's quick right then, right there. He forgives us. He loves us. He's not looking for perfection. He's wanting a people that will live by grace, not perfection. And when they mess up, they just run to him because he loves, he loves so much. He gave, he gave his son for us, for you and for me. And so I believe we're gonna be in a time where we're gonna see, I believe holiness, not like in this religious way, but the awe and the wonder. He is holy. He is unlike his way or is not always. Holiness is coming back to the church. That we would be found, not in a religious way, not heavy yokes. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. He is a delight. There's nothing like actually filling the glory, the weight, the heaviness of the presence of God. Where you don't even want to speak. You don't even want to pray. So I believe not only is revelation, fresh revelation coming, I believe holiness and all, and in that we will call forth and ask Him to cleanse us and touch our lips that we could declare the greatness and the goodness and the love and the power of our God. And then I also heard the voice of the Lord saying, Who shall I send? Who will go for us? I love that it's an us, it's a capital us. It speaks of the Trinity right then and there. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Who are we gonna send for us? And here's Isaiah. Here I am. Send me. What if everyone that called upon his name heard that question? Who 
can I send? Who will go for us? And each one of us said, here I am. Send me. See, I think part of the past era is that the churches look to one man. Now hear me out. I love the church. Obviously, I love the church. I love the church. But we cannot, and, and, and this, once again, this is not because of ability. I just think it's just been a season. And just, but I'm telling you, a time is coming when a nameless, faceless people are going to go everywhere and they're just going to love Jesus and love others around him. He's, you know, we come together corporately to celebrate but we have to begin to allow our hearts to move out throughout the week, having a heart of compassion. When we see people, that our hearts would be moved, we not be so busy, not so in a hurry, not feeling like people are distracted, but looking, Lord, where's an opportunity for me to let my light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds, praising you, coming to know you. You know, earlier um, this year, the Lord spoke to me. I was um, just having a one Monday morning walking, praying, and um, he just dropped in my spirit, King of Glory is an I-40 church. And immediately I knew Isaiah 40. Would you look at Isaiah 40, verse 3? The voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley will be exalted. Every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places will be made straight. The rough places will be made smooth. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed. All flesh will see it together. For the mouth of the Lord is spoken. Once again, we know in Isaiah that he is prophesying about John the Baptist the voice of one carrying in the wilderness. Prepare the way. The Messiah is coming. I believe God is raising up a voice of one that is not one person, but a voice of unity. Living in such a way the King is coming. can't even, I mean, I think we could unpack, we could spend months on Isaiah 40. I'm sure you'll be hearing more about this in the time to come. I do want to look at Jesus. The last words, if you look at the end of Matthew, Matthew 28. Isaiah, the Lord asked him, who will go? The very last thing Jesus said was what? Go, go, 
go there for. You know, some are called to a mission field. Some are right now in the classroom. You in that classroom, you're going. Or to Potter's studio or um, me. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're striving, but it does mean you're abiding the Holy Spirit. And when he says move, you move. And when he says pray, you pray. And when he says be still, you're still. He knows what unlocks people's hearts. Guys, we have the best news. The gospel is good news. Somehow or another, the world has betrayed, the media has betrayed. The gospel is a bad deal. It is good news. It is good news. Who doesn't love telling about good news? You know, and the thing is, is I really believe when we really begin to get a hold of the fact of this good news in our own personal life, we're not going to help but be able to shine. And then people are going to go, why are you always happy? Let me tell you about my father. Let me tell you about my hope, the good news. Now, I um, shared with you that the Lord has spoken. Harvest is at hand the beginning of the year. Last year, he said, you got to pray. You got to pray. You need to be in prayer. And we're going to continue to keep that before us. We're going to continue. Because the thing is, is that for harvest that reaches the ends of the world. Let's see, and here, it's not like a, um, it's not like we're looking for a sales quota. We're talking about people that Jesus loves, that he sees, he knows, he cares for. It's not like we just want to have to go out and do, like, do, 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 bunch of duty. No. It's like that our hearts would be so full of love. Who doesn't want to be loved? I don't know of anybody that doesn't want to be loved. And if someone says that they don't want to be loved, it's only because they wanted love and they've been hurt by love, not love. Man, man. We're all longing to be seen, to be known, to be understood. And there's a God who, who so loved that you, you know that if it was only for me or only for you, Jesus would have stretched his arms wide open and died on the cross. Man, time goes so fast. If you start playing, I might get distracted. I'm a one-track person. <laughs> I'm going to just propose to you a few things. I want to tell you, I was talking, I, I'll just... I was talking with Angie earlier this week, and um, I was telling her something that I, I just want to kind of overcome the hindrance of, um, I think sometimes if you don't know me or you haven't had a chance to walk with me in my life, you might just see this or see our family, but you haven't seen my history. You haven't seen me before Jesus transformed me. And I used to be so locked up in myself, so fearful. 
I hated talking. I hated being seen. I mean, it's kind of ironic that here I am. <laughs> and um, and, I, and I, I want to just tell this because if you'd have told me, I'm getting, I'll be turning 50 in May. If you had told me 30 years ago that I would be standing in a place with a microphone saying, share the good news of Jesus with everybody you can see, I would have said, that is the most absurd, craziest thing I've ever heard. Literally. Not because I didn't want the world to know, but I just figured I'd be in the back room praying for someone else that was doing it. I don't, I'm just, I'm going to tell you how far I've come. Do you want to hear like, you're going to hear something. I, don't, I, I think it was the first time I'd ever told anybody. Sam knows. When we first got married. Now, you do know that I had the honor. I mean, I've been raised kind of in the church. And um, we got married. And he came up. Don't judge me. <laughs> you promise you want? You promise? All right. Because this is who I was. It's not who I am. And it's certainly not who I'm going to be. But he came home. He had a buddy at work named Vince. And, and he said, hey, there's this guy named Vince and his wife, Marty, and I'd like to invite them over for dinner. Now, we'd been married less than a year. Like, less than a year. Here's my question. Are they Christians? And it wasn't that I judged them, but I just didn't think I'd have anything to say. I'm like, I can't, I don't, we can't have them here. I don't know how I'm going to relate to them. And so they invited us to dinner. <laughs> but the point is, we all have our own fears and insecurities if we're honest with ourselves. But Jesus can take you where you are. The seed of Jesus is in you. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Everything you need for victory is already there. And he's committed to forming and fashioning each one of us until we look like Jesus. And all we have to do is say, Lord, I have this one life to live. I want to live it for your glory. That the world may know the love that you've shown. You have to come back next week and then I'll really come <laughs> Or whenever I get to share again. Because I do have some practical things. We'll just start on this. Would you begin to just pray? Lord, ask him for just one person. I mean, who, who doesn't know someone they'd love to know Jesus? Just one person. What if each one of us, not, not like I'm going to come and, you know, like be the salt of the earth and only just take a dump entire container of salt on your head so you're really feeling the taste of Jesus. I remember my mom, last time she cooked Thanksgiving, she made mashed potatoes and we're all sitting on Thanksgiving dinner and take a bite. When something is too salty, it is not agreeable. Salt is to be just a little seasoning to bring out the flavor and make it the worst. May you guys be the most beautiful, salty, sprinkled in the earth as you go forth. Just causing people to go, oh, that tastes good. May you be a light. 
that shines wherever you go. But what if we just begin to pray? Lord, just show me one person. I'll just pick this up later. I do want to do this one. I think, Jeremy, just pause a second. Is, did you guys? <laughs> I want to show you. I want to show you the video. So did y'all get that? Like, that's like a, did y'all feel that? We just like, Urk! I just took a sharp left in the spirit. <laughs> I didn't want music because I started getting distracted from where we go. Okay, watch this. <laughs> you guys see this because let me tell you something. Just pop for a second. Let me tell you something. Right now, the world is hearing the gospel. And we have an opportunity to catch the, the slipstream of the Spirit and run with this. Okay, so watch this. So, talking about being ready in season. She was just going to be on the show that morning and found out moments before, and all of a sudden, bam, the gospel goes forth. So guys, just be ready in season. Just say, here I am. Send me. You might be a plumber. You might be in a convenience store. You might be in an office. It might just be that you're praying. Just ask of the Holy Spirit. I, I am willing to go. Just send me. So what we're going to do is I'm just going to close this out with a verse, and I'm going to put on a song. And if you feel like, I don't maybe understand all this in my head, but my heart is saying yes to you, I'm going to ask you to do something to, to partner with that yes. You can stand, you can kneel, you can come forward. And you know what? If you're going, oh, my goodness. I think I have a cancer of my soul. I need Jesus. You come up here, and there are people here that will pray with you. So let me just read this. Watch. Stand fast in the faith. Be brave. Be strong. And let all that you do be done with love. Put that song on. So, Father, as a people, we say, here we are. Send us. There's a yes in our heart that reaches eternity. Lord, I ask that faith would arise and that we would not look at any situation too difficult for you because there's nothing too difficult with you. Lord, I pray for the gift of faith. I pray, Father, that you would stir our hearts to begin to cry out for those that we know that don't know you that we would just pray for them. Lord, we ask that you would soften their hearts. We ask that you would soften their hearts and open their spiritual understanding. Jesus, we ask that you would reveal yourself to them, that you would visit them. Lord, we ask that we would be ones that would proclaim in due season, that we would be that salt, we would be that light. Lord, I pray that you would help us know when to speak and when to be silent. 
Lord, we ask for such a sensitivity to your spirit. And Father, we break off any fear of what people think. Lord, we want to be a people that will be obedient to step out in what you say, when you say, in faith, allowing your grace to do what only you can do. And we give you praise, and we give you glory, and we give you honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to King of Glory Sermon of the Week. Connect with us on Instagram at KOG underscore Asheville and on Facebook at facebook.com slash KOG Asheville.